Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Kiln, the podcast on creativity, creative what habits, up? discipline, what and up? productivity. What up? Today, I have a very special guest. Your boy, Young Zayla. <laughs> Josh. Josh Hosley, my barber. What it do? Owner of Barber by Day, uh, a graphic designer, a businessman. Uh, I have him on, uh, Josh can you give a few words before we start? Can you give a few words about? I gave you a small intro. Give a few words about what you do. Um, Tell us where well, you're from. I'm from Lexington, Kentucky originally. Work. Been here in LA for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the co-owner of Barber by Day, along with Sir Alex Hopkins, who's by my side right here. Work. Um, we're located downtown Long Beach. In the. Uh, coolest district the business district because we're doing business yes sir and uh you know we created this outfit in the midst of a pandemic and uh you know it's just it's pretty awesome we met cool people like you word yeah i am cool people nice um to start off you did graphic design before you had to open this barber shop? Yeah, so my background is I went to school in University of Louisville, also Kentucky State University. And um, before dropping out of college, I, mar- I majored uh, in business marketing. Um, well, in the business school as a marketing major. Mm-hmm. And um, very soon realized, I mean, all throughout college, I was like, doing things creatively, doing things as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. which was more my speed, but there was no school for entrepreneur. Sure. So when I realized like a a degree in as a music major was not going to be economically sane, then I decided that I should major in business. Sure. Um, Primarily because I figured that that would be a way to um do business yeah realize that a business degree does not qualify you as an entrepreneur there's really is no school for entrepreneurship exert instagram (laughs) um that's when i decided to um go into business for myself and just go like through like the school of hard knocks okay which was trial and error Wow, <laughs> I like that. That's what led me to discovering graphic design because brand identity was like very important in each and every business venture that I was going into. Sure. And I could never like commission someone to give me exactly what I saw in my brain. Sure, yeah, nice. So graphic design came after that. Okay, and when you stumbled upon graphic design has it something has have you been an artist have you always been sort of creative um or did you have to learn graphic design like from zero well actually good question because i was in the gifted and talented school even in uh grade school for art emphasis Mm. on art Mm. so i always was into like um visual arts yes sketching watercolors mm-hmm. all of that kind of stuff but i'm also a musician yes so 
basically, um, graphic design came easy to me once I got over the hurdle of the technology. Mm, yes, the learning curve. Merging, technology. yeah, merging the intelligence of technology with art was a uh, was a big hurdle for me because back then the laptops were a lot bigger. You couldn't touch them unless you had like an interface that cost thousands and thousands of dollars. Sure, yeah. Um, I think the Wacom and the Bamboo came cheaper later, but the Wacom was like the only interface you can use to that, like touch something. And mm -hmm. I think back then a Wacom was starting at like two or three thousand dollars. Wow. Or more. Wow. So it was. Uh, I was scared of pushing buttons and stuff mm -hmm. to create something mm -hmm. visually. Yeah. Okay. Which is also the reason why I didn't like doing my music um, with technology either. Because I'm more, I, I you're more of an analog music. guy. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, which also segued into doing hair. Sure. Yeah. 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 As a profession, because I found that you know, if you get outside of like. I'm cutting hair to make money and you get more into like I'm doing art mm -hmm. on each subject and I get paid to do art, mm -hmm. then that kind of like, it, it gave me a better, um, all in all, it gave me a better style. Yeah. The, the, the clients were happier. Yeah. That I was practicing art on them. Yeah. As opposed to just removing their hair. Yeah, just cutting their hair. Sure. <laughs> That's great. Well, um, and Alex is the same way. I'm going to let Alex talk. But Alex, Alex, me and him share the same. Um, when it comes to that, Barber by Day is kind of, the name Barber by Day is kind of, um, kind of speaking to like all the different things that we do mm -hmm. outside of what we're doing sure. by day. Yeah, it's a, it's a, as they would say it's a lifestyle. There you go. <laughs> it's a lifestyle. There you go. The the art thing is cool. I'm gonna read you something. Seth Godin. Have you heard of Seth Godin? He's a marketer, S Seth teacher. Godin. No. He's a bald guy. Okay. Um, he says something very interesting. He says when we're doing work, we're always asking how we can do less because we want to get it over with as quickly as possible. Hmm. But he says when we're doing art, we're always asking how we can do more. We're always trying to push the envelope when we do art. Um, what ways, when you cut hair, are you trying to do more and not less? So me, like, when I cut hair, I don't really cut corners. Mm. Whether it be um, through uh, the equipment that I use yeah, um, or taking traditional methods and merging them with more modern methods yeah. um, to create um, the aesthetic that I want, but also to to um, provide me with the most functionality mm -hmm. as far as uh, the workspace and focusing on skincare, hair care, mm -hmm. as opposed to just 
how can I make this line as sharp as possible? Yeah. yeah even yeah. though I drilled through your skull. Yeah. <laughs> even though you are making that line sharp. You're lining me up heavy. There's care. So it's like, yeah, like like having some kind of focus on the um so basically it, to make that in layman's terms me and alex uh implement uh using a lather a lathering um shave technique sure okay um even with pretty much with pretty much every type of haircut yeah um whether it just so when we're doing our edges instead of having the hard lines that we create with a clipper mm -hmm. or a super um you know adjusted blade mm -hmm. we can create those hard lines much easier with a lather shave straight razor technique mm -hmm. yeah which is more of a uh old quote unquote old, old school old method yeah, yeah you know so yeah, like yeah. we uh incorporate something like that um also like um taking modern methods of incorporating salon techniques mm -hmm into styling and cutting a hair where you can see the final product before you walk out of the door. Mm, yeah. So not necessarily a super wet, slick yeah. look like, oh, like I cut your hair and you're, uh, you know, a slicked up poodle walking yeah. out the door. But yeah, yeah, yeah. let me blow dry your hair yeah. so you see how it is dry. Yeah. Let's put a dab of product and educate you on to how to put product into yeah. your hair so you're yeah. not over product. You know, if it's dry, let me suggest this particular type of scalp care. Sure. You sure. know. Sure, sure. Um, and doing those techniques right there within the service before you walk out of the door, you're able to see, you know, that's like where the barber, um, the barber game of old didn't implement salon techniques because they like to separate themselves mm. from cosmetologists. Oh, okay. They like to say, well, I'm a barber. Yeah. If you want to do that, then you should go to the salon. Sure, sure. Well, in today's time, you know, barbering has evolved into styles that are far beyond the scope of just typical yeah. um, fading and you know, stuff that you might get done on a military base. Yeah, absolutely. Stuff that's being done now is maybe incorporating a, a hard fade or a skin fade, a razor fade with a salon style. Yeah. Which um, is more and more popular. Yeah. So, and it also channels the type of clientele. Like, we have clientele that are, you know, we're in L.A., so bag designers, creatives like yourself, mm -hmm. um... A lot of blue collar guys that just want to be fresh. Yeah. Some of our better clients are white collar guys, but we might see those guys two times a week. Sure, sure. They want the full scope of service. Yeah. You know, so that's that's pretty much like how we um, try to deliver um, being artists mm -hmm. while um, delivering the service. And so instead of just being barbers or hair removers we're giving like the full scope of like basically immersing ourselves into that 
45 minutes or hour worth of a service mm -hmm. and given the, the best product that we can get. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great answer to the question. Um, it's a long answer. It's a long answer, but it's a great was answer. Was that an answer? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was an answer. I think we got to it. Um, to, to, go, to go back to a little bit of being creative, do you, do you absolutely have to create? Like, do you, is it necessary for you to create? Yes or no? Simple. Yes. Yes. What, um, what, do you have any habits around creating? Do you have to be like? Back in the day, um, I used to have to get high. Okay. Yeah. Like, I used to love to um, smoke weed. Mm -hmm. That was part of my creative process. Sure. Yeah. Like, um, but then I realized, like, you know, as as is any addiction or um, abuse, not even necessarily just addiction, because that's different for everybody. Yeah. But just abuse of anything. Um, I would find because I am a creative and I am an artist, that means that I'm an artist 24 seven. Yeah. So I would find excuses to overly indulge. Uh, yes. In, in the name of in the name of art. Yeah, in the name of creating. Exactly. Sure. So that's something that I quit doing. Um which from my perspective I feel like it puts me in a better space to create. Mm -hmm. But a lot I'd say more artists than none would say that these are um components in setting the mood or setting the space. Sure. Now I just um like to create I like high ceilings, mm -hmm. um, like high ceilings, like over nine feet, um, more over like 15 feet. Mm -hmm. I like um, just good energy. Yeah. So like, um, and I don't know, I don't really know specifically how to um, tell if the energy is good or not until I'm there. Yeah. Um, also... Um, I like, uh, I like being, um, spontaneous. Yeah. I don't mind planning, but I like uh, a certain amount of spontaneity in, um, in the creativity. Yeah. The but I think nowadays more or less like the, the space for creativity is very important. Mm. The like physical I said, space. Exactly. The physical space. Like, um, me and Alex used to cut hair in barbershops, traditional yeah. barbershops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really low ceilings. Yeah. Um, uh, cramped space. Yeah. Uh, more of a locker room feel. Sure, sure. Not really a space for clients of all types of socioeconomic demographics mm -hmm. or, um, yeah various backgrounds we just would um it would be a locker room space yeah so that's not a safe space yeah now it's more geared towards um like our space is more of a loft style yeah we're on a second floor mm -hmm. of a loft mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. high ceilings super high ceilings exposed brick different woods those elements the woods create warmth the exposed brick um it kind of shows uh like it sh it shows the process of building mm. 
which is a, all of these processes, the warmth, the building process, all of these processes are used in each service. Mm -hmm. So, you know, once upon a time, I might say this particular space plus some ganja smoke. Sure. Yeah. Would be ideal. Which I'm not opposed to that to, yeah. to that either. But I, I, in certain um, instances, the productivity isn't high for me. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I know some guys that are monsters and they get stuff done um, uh, in whatever uh, whatever tools that they decide to use. Yeah. But now me, um, I like to to um, I like to to be very calm. So like getting calm is less about like stimulating stimulating mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. and more about um expending my energy in the proper places yeah so i make sure to communicate with my family yeah. on a regular basis yeah i make sure to like go to the gym yeah to drink more water mm -hmm. to you know eat yeah. proper meals throughout yeah. the day yeah, yeah, and yeah, that yeah. gives me the peace of mind and the peace of soul and body to be able to be fully creative sure absolutely so nine times out of ten before i even get to the shop I've done all of those things. Mm, yeah, it's necessary. Yeah, it has to happen. Yeah, that's good. Um, how do you to to speak to like maybe a little bit of inspiration? What 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 ways do you gain inspiration? Do you do you? I think. Hold on, real quick. Yeah, I think we need to unpack that. That's a big thing. What I just said right there. Do I mean? don't think I even Let's realized. Go back, go back. Go back. I don't think I realized that before because I used to skip meals to smoke weed. Interesting. Yeah, I used to skip a lot of meals to smoke weed. The dependency was It was there. more it was more necessary. Mm. It's like, yo, I get up in the morning, like Alex remembers like, yo, like I would maybe drive 20 miles to my favorite weed store. Yeah. Because I needed um the right you know, bud. Yeah. to go handle to go deal with my day. Mm. Yeah. On an empty stomach. Yeah. Without speaking to my family, my kids, mm -hmm. without particularly um, exercising my body, mm -hmm. and it, honestly, and then you do all of those things at the end of your day. You're it's sometimes, especially if you're on the West Coast, you you're too late. Yeah, yeah, your day's already your day's already done. Exactly. Yeah, you you've you've passed you've kind of passed the point that it's necessary now. Mm -hmm. you needed it. You needed to get it in before the day. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you you develop healthy habits. That that kind of that kind of work that you put in just starts to bleed into the work that you do. And I think most successful artists successful in the sense of successful in executing their art, not mm -hmm. successful in economics. Yeah, sure. They're not rich. They're, it doesn't have to be. Yeah. They could be. They could. Be. But but. For instance, um, I heard an interview with uh, Weeble, I think. He's a guy who does NFTs. Okay. And he was doing an NFT per day way before NFTs were a thing. Yeah, sure. And I think last year he made tens of millions of dollars mm -hmm. on NFTs. Mm -hmm. But he produces one per day no matter what. Yeah. And has been doing that in... Um, he's been doing that consistently for years. Yeah. What made him start to make that one NFT per day? Mm -hmm. 
what 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 was his motivation then? It wasn't a financial motivation. Sure. Yeah, right yeah. now, I want to get into the NFT space, but it's financially motivated. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fair. what made him get into doing one art piece per day, executing it successfully. Yeah. What habits did he? What you know? What processes and habits did he formulate for himself to create that? To yeah. do that? Yeah. And now it's paying off big. Yeah, big time. So, I think that. I think that that as an artist consistently executing is part of your success is mm. is a the major component of your success. Mm. Yeah. So like for instance, but at once upon a time when we started Barber by Day, we've been here a year now, but when we first started, it was during the middle of the most extreme lockdown in Los Angeles. Yeah. And we had to operate our business through a side door. Mhm. We had to find a way to list our business on Google yeah. and on different platforms um, while there was this extreme lockdown. Yeah. So it made things harder for us. And we had to uh, charge uh, far uh, a, a fraction of what we charge for a regular service mm-hmm. to start to um, propel the business yeah. forward. Yeah. So at that time, financial motivation was, was very low. Yeah but execution was very high yeah yeah and very necessary exactly so like i think that that's over time if you execute consistently as an artist it will pay off some way Mm. yeah people will see the track record of your work it's 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 almost it's almost less about your resume Mm -hmm. and and it's it's more about what do you actually doing what have you done what 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 how can you speak to this work that you've completed is there passion here is there consistency here is there frequency here because over time society finds a way to monetize Mm. society finds a way to monetize yeah so as society is figuring out how to monetize even your podcast Mm -hmm. um your job as an artist and creative is to consistently execute your podcast. Just keep on going. Just keep on plugging. Exactly. Yeah, that's great. Um, that's. I'm glad that we took that tangent. That was there a, you go. That was a good tangent. That's a good one. Um, it was. It was what Kanye West would call a stream of consciousness. A stream of consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, when you. Um, when you're cutting hair, we you touched on this a little bit when we talked about. The 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 route that you've taken with Barber by Day, which is combining this this more traditional style of haircutting with salon techniques mm-hmm. to create uh, a more personalized experience, what and but also Barber by Day also is uh, implementing what we we created as a micro barber studio, okay, to cut the cost of uh, expensive lease that usually uh, expands over uh, tens of years. Mm. When you're doing commercial real estate, typically you're doing um, deals that last for 10 years plus. Oh, okay. Um, these are very expensive um, deals that uh, people have to leverage a lot of, uh, of uh, finances to create mm-hmm. these type of deals. Mm-hmm. We created a micro barber studio uh, idea, not out of thin air, from other people that were utilizing the technique in residential spaces or in more private settings. Sure. And decided to do it in, in, in a space that was more uh, fitting for us. 
by creating the real estate deal that worked best for us, given the obstacles we would have to uh, face in creating a new business. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Micro so, so Micro Barber Studio is a, a major um, component outside of like what we're doing in the processes because yeah. the processes aren't aren't none of these things are things that we created. These are all recycled. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. new under the sun. Um, but the micro barber studio concept is probably something that people are trying to do, um, not knowing what they're doing. Sure. So we put a name on it. I like that. I like that. You heard it here first. In public, somewhere out in public. Um, what, what kinds of rules? We talked about this. We talked about what kind of rules do we hold to. We do... Um, just traditional haircuts you're we're gonna do we'll we'll give you a fade we're gonna line you up we're gonna give you a little little lather mm -hmm. with a little razor mm -hmm. and we're gonna make you look nice and sharp and clean what what sorts of rules would you say you break we talked about the rules that we hold to we hold to a lot of traditional barbering techniques mm -hmm. we do the salon stuff what kind of rules do you break i'm gonna let alex answer that question oh yeah baby How about that? alex get in here alex it's a good question. I'm gonna tell you why. Alex, introduce <laughs> introduce because introduce yourself, Alex. Introduce introduce yourself, real quick. Hello, real quick. I'm Alex. I'm the other side of Barber by Day. Beautiful. I've been cutting hair for ten plus years, under a license for five plus years. Love it. Um, what kind of rules do you break, Alex? So, the reason it's funny you ask that question because we already talked about art, mm. all that. Mm -hmm. Barbering is an art. Mm -hmm. When you're doing the art, the thing you want to do is break the rules. Yeah. Because you'll, it'll be boring. All your art will be boring. You're trying to follow this path until you go outside. So when you're cutting hair, you break the rules by, you know, usually you do this fade like this, straight, cross, get it done. Then you might do the fade sideways. You mm -hmm. might bend the fade down. Mm -hmm. It's different. You broke the rules. Yeah, yeah. Then that becomes popular. Yeah. Now you set a trend. No, you're the popping guy. Oh, he's the guy that does that one That's haircut. It. Yeah. Now yeah. that haircut's named after whatever you named it, yeah. South of France. Yeah, sure, sure. Boom. Because somebody broke the rules. Yeah. Let's do the fade, but let's leave the whole back. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you know. See, one of these days you'll see that, and you'll be break like, break the rules. So that's kind of some ways we break the rules. Um, pretty much what Josh just said, uh, as far as our structure, it's breaking the rules. Mm -hmm. Usually you get a big barbershop. You want at least five barbers. Yeah. L.A. going rate about $1,000 a month for a barber. Sure. You get five barbers, you're selling making five racks a month. Yeah. Well, you break the rules, you go against that. Let's make the barbershop as small as we possibly can. Yeah. And, you know, get a nice set of maybe four at the max barbers mm -hmm. or just crazy barbers, crazy good barbers. You know, you can downsize even more like me and Josh for just two people. Mm-hmm. Forget the big barbershop, you know, make it nicer, make it smaller, up the prices, worry about yourself. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't want to deal with five barbers anyways. It could be knuckleheads. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, true. It's true. Yeah, so, you, you, there's, there's two levels to that. I love that. You, you first, just with your strategy, you break the rule. And yeah. You go with two. Yeah, and I realize, and, I've, and for those of you who don't know, before I was related to these men, Professionally, I was just getting my hair cut by these guys. And the, the private studio is, it's almost private. It's, I would pretty much call this a private studio. It's not a walk-in shop. 
you're you're not you're not having guys because this is on the second floor. Like Josh said, this is on a loft. So because we're on a second floor, you don't have people just walking in from the street who are like, "Hey, I need a haircut. Can somebody cut me up?" And somebody's like, "Oh yeah, just take a seat. I got three heads in front of you. I'll get to you in you know half an hour or forty yeah, minutes." You know, you know? It changes the experience for you. Yeah. I mean, like you know, regular barbershop, anybody you know, kind of walks in there. Some people uh, just feel. Like, I guess they're bougie. Like, if I'm sitting <laughs> in this chair, uh, I make six figures, yeah. and I'm paying you 60 bucks. I don't want the local crackhead bumping yeah. in, like, yo, I got these for seven bucks, man. Yeah, 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 man. Or, you know, you've seen barbershop, old girl, like, breaks in, like, where's the whale? You know, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the, the private experience is, is well worth it. You feel like you're being paid attention to. You feel like you're being cared for. Right, the, right. the personalized experience is very important. Um, we're going to – I'm going to – I'll ask you this question, Alex, because you got the mic and you got the floor. When, um, by the way, Alex Barbers, Alex also does music. He's a producer. He's a songwriter. He's a rapper. All the above. To all, LA. All, all of the above. To LA. That's when, when we, when you had to decide what you were going to do creatively, did you have to prune projects or prune ideas, get rid of stuff that you were doing at the time? Or were you pretty focused on production or doing barbering or doing rapping and singing songwriting like you do? Or did you have to really like cut away at some stuff before you had to get into that? Before I got into barbering, yeah. Uh, not really. I mean, I got into them both about the same time when mm -hmm. I was like probably 13. Okay. And I mean, you got all the time in the road when you're 13. You <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'll probably sit around doing music for hours. Somebody's like, can I get a haircut? Like, yeah, come sure. through. It was just one of the homies down the street yeah. in high school or yeah, something. Yeah, you know? yeah. But, yeah, it's not until, like, I got older and something became really more important than the other. Like, I did a contract with somebody for music, mm -hmm. so I kind of just, like, put Barbara to the side. Yeah. So I can dive way more into the music because it was important at that time mm -hmm. until in the pandemic – uh, when we were saying, you know, forget it, let's go ahead and start our own brand. Yeah. Of course, I kind of put music to the side until we, you know, because a lot of things going to starting all that up. Yeah, yeah. Until it all, you know, kind of smooths out, evens out. Now I can just, you know, do my thing in a day, yeah. barber by day, yeah. I go home. Produce by night. Yeah. You know, <laughs> we active by night. Zayla by night. I love <laughs> it. Um, and you've, you've kind of known, I mean... As soon as you get somebody who's asking you to get a haircut and then you get five people asking you to get a haircut, I'm sure it's pretty easy to tell, like, this is what I should put my time into because it's making money. Or Definitely because, yeah, it's making money. Yeah. Uh, yeah, go ahead. At the same time, you know, is I can easily, like, figure that money. Yeah. Sometimes, yeah. Sure, I, sure, sure. Especially if, if I got a hot beat going, I'm sitting at home, I, it, it, it'll almost make me mad sometimes. Like, you're disturbing my, my <laughs> peace right now. Like, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't want to cut your hair. Yeah, I'm <laughs> in the lab. I'm working. Yeah, sure, that's good. Um, and what's what's maybe a what's maybe a, a backbone that you find across the creative work that you do? What's what's something that's common between all of them? What's maybe a thread that you see running through the, all the creative work that you do? Something that's common is uh, what Josh said. Um, left of space. Hmm. I like creating a, uh, I want to say a medium-sized space, mm -hmm. you know, somewhere where uh, it, it's not large. J Josh likes large. I like soft rooms, more closed in, mm -hmm. 
medium space, not tiny and cramped, but like not huge and open where people can just walk around sure, all over the place. Sure. That's a backbone. It needs to be clean. Yeah. Yeah. Clean, tidy. Like, um, yeah. yeah. What about what about um, uh, more strategic? What's what's maybe something that like for the creative work that I do, the the stuff that I'm finding is I love to work with people. I I find myself uh, working with people and I just love it. I find myself recharging with people because I love people. I love to help people. I love to solve people's problems. But my through line is like the backbone of the work that I do is it has to involve people. I can't be in an office mm. sitting at a desk or you know something like that. I need to be working with people. What's what's maybe definitely definitely like mobility. <laughs> like oh yeah 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 yeah. Like I, I can't work in the office either. I can't I, like you know I take walks. From here all the time, like mm-hmm. just go. You know, I, I cut the hair and I go dash off on the walk, go and get some sure. water or something. Sure. Um, definitely like to work with people, like as a base, as mm-hmm. a start. Mm-hmm. For like you know making music, you know let's get a beat together going. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah. Then I don't like to work with people. Yeah. The beat's done. Let me go do my thing by myself. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know I'll get it done way faster. Probably more accurate. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, more, yeah. It, it's more, more personal. I don't know, you know, just eliminate as much people as possible at the p- proper times. Yeah, yeah, and you want to close in and work with yourself. That's good. Uh-huh. Um, what are what are some what are some skills that you have? You're mo- it's, so it sounds like you're a little more of an introvert than you are an extrovert. Uh, yes or no? Confirm or deny? I can say I meet in the middle. Right in the middle. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So what what are some what are some skills that you have that have aided you in your success? I'll say as a producer, what are what are maybe just the hard skills that you have that have helped you out? Um, strictly as a producer, uh, that's hard to answer. At just success in either career, I would say, just being a likable person. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's like, a great answer. You know, easy easy to work with mm-hmm. people rather than. You know, work with you. Rather come back to you, mm-hmm. whether it's if I'm recording them or if I'm cutting their hair. Yeah. Like I rather just go with Alex. Yeah. You know, just something about you. They'll tell the next person. Tell the next person. Oh man, he's a cool guy. Hey, yeah. That one guy. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What What do you find like when when people say, "Oh, Alex is so blank." What What's What's maybe something that you would say is common amongst everybody when they say Alex is so fill in the blank. Uh, <laughs> our first meeting me probably quiet. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, if you know me for at least like two years, they're probably like this nigga wild. <laughs> <laughs> this dude's crazy. Man, yeah, that's kind of wild. Yeah. When it comes, when it like when it comes like client side and people are referring you, what do you find people are saying about you that makes people want to come back? Like you're easy to work with. What's something else? Uh, accurate. Yeah. I think Barbara by day in general is accurate. Yeah. Like. You know, you don't pick a picture off the wall. Sure. You can finally describe your, you know, like you're making a Subway sandwich. Like, yeah. I want this. I want that. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we're asking questions back to you. Like, would you rather do it like this or, sure. you know, sure. this style, people would do it like this or like, yeah. I mean, it's accurate. Yeah. Accuracy. I like that a lot. Um, I, well, I'm going to read you a quote and I want to hear your thoughts on this quote. I like this a lot. Um, you never want the planning that you do before you start work to inhibit the natural evolution of your work. My question is how have you 
maybe maybe this this can this can stem from a little bit more of the <coughs> the production music side of things because I know when you go into a haircut you've there's there's a mm-hmm. lot that's kind of already set in stone you somebody wants a fade you're going to give them a fade right with production there's a lot more void there how how are some ways what are some ways that you plan to maybe produce or you go into somebody to write or you go into somebody to to make a beat what are ways that you plan and then where do you maybe stop what what are some things that i need this 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 or i need i I need this information yeah like what what ways do you plan maybe to go into a session you're you're into a three-hour session with an artist what are some ways that you plan and then you pretty much (coughs) stop after that what are Uh, some you definitely just wanna you know clear mind like don't plan don't expect don't think this producer is this type of producer, so we're probably making this type of song. Sure. This artist is this type of artist. We probably, you know, uh-huh. clear everything, whiteboard, start from there. Yeah. Don't plan too hard. Don't don't go looking for inspiration. Mm. You gotta let the inspiration come to you. Very important. You can't you can't look for the inspiration. Yeah. I, I got like arrested that. last night. That inspiration came to me. <laughs> <laughs> this happens. That inspiration. That song is coming soon. Trust <laughs> that me. is I, the inspiration. Yeah. yeah, man. I can't. I can't just be like, all right. Let me look for something. And sure. All that billboards assigned. Let me just, you know. Yeah, that's very important. I like that because as a photographer, um, mm-hmm. I'm on Twitter now, writing on Twitter, which is very odd to me. But I wrote about this on my Twitter. I I said like, what are what are some rules that I break? One of the rules that I break, one of the things that I actively rebel against is inspiration. Mm-hmm. Pinterest boards, following my favorite photographers, following models on Instagram. Yeah. I, I absolutely, I don't condone it because you don't, you don't find something original out there. You, yeah. you never find something original <coughs> when you're always looking at other people's stuff. Uh, looking for inspiration is copying. Mm. Looking for inspiration is copying. Quote that. Turn that into a headline. Because y- the... Yeah, the the work that the work that's there is never something that's from your own. You're never learning. Like, for example, if I'm if I'm gonna take a photo, and I know that I really like to go to, I like nature. I like big empty spaces. So I'm gonna go find like a nice view or a cliff on an ocean. But if everybody's like shooting in the city and everybody's going and doing stuff in downtown, I'm gonna be like, "Oh, I really like this, but I'm gonna go do this instead because this is what looks cool." I'm already losing. Like mm-hmm. I'm already, I'm already, I'm already losing because I'm not doing anything that's really like authentic that's coming from me. So I need to go find a view, and I'm and we're blessed because I live over in San Pedro. I live up on this hill over uh-huh. here, and I've got access to trails that look like I'm in the middle of a forest. I've got access to these hills that are kind of rolling because it's rolling hills and they're green and they're beautiful. And then I've got the beach. Mm -hmm. And so there's lots of views. And so I like that. So I'm going to go find a view. I'm going to shoot with a style that looks like film because I Uh like film. And I'm going to get really good at that kind of stuff. But I don't go out and look for those things. I just learned the fundamentals. I just learned the basics. Yeah. See, I I think inspiration is a lot smaller of a, a thing than what I feel like people think. Like when you like people say I'm looking for inspiration and you go you like Kanye you go listen to a Kanye song sure they try to make a Kanye song that's not like when I get inspiration I might hear a beat that has six sounds in it and there's just one synth sound that I'm just like I mean I don't know what that is but I'm like inspired to do something off yeah. of that you could spit a five sentence paragraph but one word in there kind of just made me you know yeah I can only imagine when you see a picture and it might be a nighttime with an old school 
and there's this light over there, mm-hmm. some light pole, but you like the light pole. Yeah. Yeah. You want to, you know, that that's like I want to do something that like might involve that light pole. Yeah. Type. You're not going to try and recreate the whole picture. Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah, that yeah. one little piece of inspiration. Yes. That just fell yes. onto you. Yes. That is great clarification. I love that. Um, I don't know who said this, but also it was said that uh, copying is also like the greatest form of flattery. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot who said that. You so, get, but you get but it's like for for me, some. I want to say two things, but some of what I do is because I like what you did. Mm. Yeah. I don't have to fucking recreate the wheel every time. No, no. But I also want to say this. We can, what you just asked about with his music, mm-hmm. we, we can apply that to, to barbering as well. Mm-hmm. Because every haircut, we definitely like to have already consulted with a client. Sometimes we don't get to consult with the client, um, but every haircut is not a success in uh, our eyes. Very interesting. Okay, keep maybe, going. Maybe in the keep client's going. eyes, they're okay with it because they didn't get keep messed going. up or okay. they didn't da-da-da, but sometimes we'll walk out of a haircut and we'll be like, man, I'll fuck that dude <laughs> up. <laughs> we, will not, we will not disclose any names. That is, that's good. Well, I mean, I had it. Yeah, I had a haircut like that today, you know, like, um, it wasn't one of my clients, mm-hmm. one of Alex's clients. Mm-hmm. I had to take them on the fly. Okay. Um, I took the haircut. I I executed. The haircut changed throughout the cut, mm. which threw me for a bit of a loop. Yeah. Also, I hadn't particularly worked with his hair, so his texture is a lot different than it looked. Yeah. So then I had to work a little harder mm. than I wanted to work. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And I was like, oh man, I'm having to work. <laughs> I'm having to work harder on yeah, this yeah, than I wanted yeah, to work. Yeah, yeah. But then the outcome, the projected outcome from the beginning, which is what I like to do, is visualize. Yes. Whatever art piece that I'm doing, I might not I might get thrown for a loop and have to go through go through a maze inside of the art. Mm-hmm. But I try somehow to visualize a, a pure outcome, yeah. solid outcome, successful outcome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, even when I'm making music or um, something like that, like um, I'm more of a scatterbrain with the different things that I do. So like I draw inspiration from a lot of things that I particularly like. Yeah. But never create something like anything else mm-hmm, mm-hmm. never mm-hmm. yeah just for yeah fun. yeah sometimes if it happens it happened like oh man i made this i found these samples that sound like travis scott's vocals sure and made this beat that, yeah. and i'm gonna call it travis because it sounds like something it sounds like something travis. you know what i mean but like other than that but like like i said about the haircut like us not creating something successful to us doesn't necessarily mean it's unsuccessful to the consumer. Exactly. Sometimes, uh, sometimes our clients force us to do some stuff that we think is whack. Okay. You, me, him, music, haircuts, and photography. Mm-hmm. 
You're you like, know, like like yeah. a client would ask me for a cut, and I'll just be like, man, I, I really wish you wouldn't get this cut. <laughs> I actually think you should do it like this. And they're sure. like, no, man, I want it just like this. I'm like, oh, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. But, you know, to me, I might look a little fucked up, but to him, it's the shit. Yeah. You might have a client, you know, you ever have somebody just ask you to, like, I don't yeah, know, man. a girl might be like, can we put the milk in the tub and take pictures? And of you're like, and I'd be like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say no. But just in case, there might be one high price client who be like, yeah, I know that you did this this one time. Can you do it for me too? It's like, well, and you're like, okay. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes when the money's there, you're like, ah, okay, we'll, we'll make an exception. But I, I do, I do like that because there's there's a very fine line between what you've described which is like i'm gonna i found these vocals that sounded like travis scott vocals i'm gonna make a recording out of them and you do it for fun sometimes it's just an exercise exactly sometimes 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 you want to start from zero see something and be able to get there yeah with a with a very strong sense of vision you know the goal like this guy who came in that you've never cut for the haircut like sometimes like you're like, okay, well, I've never cut this guy's hair, but I have a really strong goal. I know exactly what this needs to look like. Sometimes it, it, it didn't turn out the way you thought it needed to, but he thought it looked, I hope he thought it looked fantastic. I don't like the process of, like, since we're talking about music, I don't like the process of 808 beats. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Metro Boomin. Mm-hmm. I love 808 Mafia. Mm-hmm. I love Dre Moon. Yeah. I love it when they do it. Yeah. Check this out. I hate the process of that type of style of beat. Uh, it's very rudimental. It's very, from my perspective, basic and lacks creativity. Mm. From my perspective. Sure. Who am I? Sure. I'm not these successful producers. Yeah. But it's like, okay, we have this melody, four, eight, 16 bars. We're going to loop this melody. We might have another melody that corresponds with it we we could potentially use as an intro or a bridge. Mm-hmm. And we're going to put these drums either half time or in time. The kick's going to be on the one. And we're going to run this 808 sequence through the whole 8, 16, or 4 bars. Mm-hmm. And that's the beat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did it for two years just to see if I could do it. Mm-hmm. I hated what my 808s beats sound like. Yeah. Why? Because those guys might at one time have been limited to that that laptop that they used and that DAW that they created in, mm-hmm. and that became their instrument. Mm. That's good. I got to play organs mm. yeah pianos yeah. keyboards yeah, yeah, drums yeah african afro-cuban yeah gospel blues yeah. Yeah, jazz yeah, 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 yeah. from five six years old all the way into college sure my perspective of creating something musically is not any better than their what their perspective is sure but it's different it is very different so my process if I'm working inside of a box, my process is going to be different yeah. than someone's process who didn't never feel confined 
sure. in that box. Yeah, yeah. Box being the laptop yeah, and the yeah, DAW. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Me, I'm looking at it literally as four walls. Yeah. They're looking at it as an expansive universe. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> that they can go inside of yeah. Yeah. and unlock the keys to yeah. top 40 records. Sure, sure. I'm looking at it as a restriction. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. So that that's when when it comes to music for me, I had to find a way to be able to work outside of the confines of what my brain does when I see a computer. Mm, sure. Same thing as what I do as a designer. So like they say like Photoshop, when you create uh, in something in Photoshop, which is my preferred um, uh, basically digital workspace for sure. art. Sure, yes, yes. Um, for visual art. Yes. They say that you work within the dimensions that you set on Photoshop, but mm -hmm. Illustrator, you can work the gray area. Mm. That's nice. Well, nice. I actually used to do it backwards because okay. I was such a dinosaur that I only learned Photoshop. <laughs> so I didn't understand Illustrator. Okay. I didn't understand what Illustrator did as far as vectorizing mm -hmm. um, layers and stuff like that. I didn't understand the yeah. points of a vectored graphic. I didn't understand that. Yeah. I only understood DPI. Yeah. RMYK, RGB, yeah, and dimensions, yeah. But I learned that those dimensions didn't confine my creativity. Therefore, I can make anything that is organic matter or anything that is any shape using squares, circles, and triangles. Sure. Yep. Yep. I learned that the world is the the organic world, a pile of mush. Dog poop is made up of squares, circles, and triangles. Mm. Boom. In a visual representation. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so that, for me, I learned, just like these producers learned, to use their digital workspace to unlock the keys to, you know, they know how to take an 808 and give this 808 texture. Yeah and give this 808 properties that I didn't know how to give that 808. Therefore, yeah. my 808 was bland yeah. compared to their 808. What is the difference here? But when you hear their 808 and you hear Future on it, you're like, gosh, that's some music. <laughs> yeah. I want to go make beats like that yeah. all day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But my beats like that don't yeah. sound, they don't sound like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not that they're awful, but they just don't sound like that because yeah. my style is more befitting to an analog. Yeah, yeah. Like touching. We yeah, like type, we talked about a type deal. Yeah, you you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So even if I'm working uh, in their workspace, I'm going to create something that sounds like I used an MPC 2000. Yes, sir. That's my yes, that's sir. my style. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's everybody just has to like you know, it, it's it, you just have to figure out how your own brain works. I think that came for me with maturity because mm -hmm. I'm not in competition. Mm. Same thing with with barbering. Me and Alex aren't in competition with each other. Yeah, but we're not in competition with any of the most famous barbers in the stratosphere either. Yeah, those guys. Um, we, the way we even represent, like when we met you, you, we learned that you shoot 
we thought you were shooting film. Me and Alex had just purchased two film cameras so we could shoot our own film yeah. in the shop. Yeah. So we thought you were shooting film, but we come to find out you're shooting digital. Mm -hmm. You just have your own style of editing that mm -hmm. creates a film look. Mm -hmm. So it's almost like God brought you into our lives because oh. we were like, yo, like me and this dude are trying to figure out these these complicated film cameras that we yeah. bought yeah, yeah, for a thousand dollars. Yeah. And we're over here, you know, trying to load film, shooting 34 shots, nothing coming off of the roll because <laughs> we didn't know how to properly load the film. Sure, yeah, and then yeah. you pop up and have one shot shoot with us in one day and create a whole website. Yeah, boom. Boom. So that's like, that's like us. We had the idea in our brain that as far as representing our business, we didn't want to represent our business with that highly polished in studio high quality high dpi super duper lens yeah. type shoot yeah. yeah 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 even though our counterparts in this industry are using that exact method mm. maybe yes. spending 8 to 10 hours a day shooting one client mm -hmm. in their studio mm -hmm. Super high res, super high quality, mm -hmm. filming the whole entire process, editing, chopping, and then using that as the content. Yeah, that's their uh, the extent of their day. Yeah, in this world, we knew that we're literally barber by day. Yeah, we have to leave that process up to the professionals. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we know that, like in some of these barber conferences and stuff like that people go and they teach people how to shoot photos properly interesting what type of apps to use to uh, edit photos uh. we're not we're 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 artists yeah yeah we have so many other forms of art that we're interested in mm -hmm. doing yeah we don't have the time to do that yeah so we both decided film mm -hmm. film is how we want to present our barber, mm -hmm. our barber um, craft, yeah. we want to present it through film because film is grainy and warm. Yeah, There's a warmth in film that you can't get from a super high DPI photo shoot yeah. with perfect lighting. Yeah, The warmth is what we want mm -hmm. because somehow our new clients even can see the quality mm. with the grainy mm. warmth that mm. we create with our photos. Mm. And so that is like, mm. oh, wow. Like yes. one of our clients came in, new client. He's a designer for a huge brand. And he said, yeah, man, I liked you guys' brand because, you know, I went to the website and it's like a lookbook. Yeah. It tells a story. Yeah. You're like, mm. so no, I didn't, didn't. I didn't. I didn't think of that. <laughs> yes. But... Maybe I thought of that. Maybe yeah. subconsciously, I like the way a published photo looked early 90s mm -hmm. to early 2000s. Mm -hmm. When everything got so perfect, that's when I started tuning out. Mm. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah, I do dig so I'm saying. more Hype Williams than Director X. Or, sure, sure, sure. You know sure, what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm more of that. Yeah. 
nothing wrong with this. There's yeah. nothing wrong with it. Like I said, uh, the Dre Moons, the Metro Boomers, man, I love hearing their 808s bounce all day long. Mm-hmm. But I'd love to sit in Alchemist studio and listen to him. Yeah. Chop records. Yeah. I would love to. Literally chop records. I would love to listen to Dilla chop records. Yeah. I would man. love to listen to Ninth Wonder. Yeah. I, would, I could listen to that all day. Yeah, man. So that's more my speed, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So when we represented our st- our our shop and represented our work, we want our work to be represented that way, mm-hmm. that represents us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so even if we take the hit on, you see one of our haircuts and, and the photo doesn't have the best DPI, sure. so you can't see how clean the fade is, that's fine. Yeah. Because that's not what we're that's not what we're pushing. Mm. We're not pushing. My fade is better than your fade, because mm. there's all types of tools on the App Store and Apple that I can use to make my fade look clean anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's Photoshop. I'm yeah. a Photoshop. I'm like Virgil, rest in peace. Rest in peace when Virgil. it comes to Photoshop. Yeah. So like I can make my haircut look better than everybody's haircut. Yeah, yeah. But that's not that's not the goal. Yeah, it's the goal is, and we experimented with that mm-hmm. even in our advertising, mm-hmm. because we had flyers that had that look. Sure. Yeah. The or marketing that had studio. that look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somehow when we got your photos, and just put some basic flat text mm-hmm. on one of your photos, unedited, mm-hmm. somehow. It's the coolest marketing we ever had. Somehow. Authenticity. I think that's a good conclusion right that's there. That's a great conclusion. <laughs> I think we can conclude with that. Authenticity is is key to creating great, great work. That's lit. You're going to hear more from us. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Alex and Josh. Cream soda. From Barber by Day, cream soda. We got an AW <laughs> cream soda on the table right here. These, these, <laughs> these, these men's information will be in the description of wherever this podcast ends up. Um, Barber by Day's Instagram, Alex's Instagram, Josh's Instagram, the website. If you're in the area, stop by, book a haircut, and experience the Barber by Day difference. Barberbyday.com. Barberbyday.com. At Barber by Day on Instagram. At Barber by Day. Give them a follow. Visit their website. That's it. Barber by Day. All one word. Spelled exactly like it's spelled in the English dictionary. Boom. <laughs> Nothing complicated about that. Nothing at all. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Peace. Peace.